TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Stories of that game and what happened in the clubhouse is fantastic. There's no game that can bleep you like this one. <laughs> it's Roycey on baseball. Let's go. Hello, welcome into a Score North Twin Show. This is Roycey on baseball. Derek Wetmore and Patrick Roycey with you here from Fort Myers. Patrick, good morning, sir. A hazy, gloomy, uh, going to be steamy day. Huh? You can tell. It, it feels like uh, humidity's out. Yeah, uh, it's been a little humid down here. You can tell because the love bugs are having a very good uh, <laughs> a year. Those slow moving <laughs> yep. things. They they're never as bad down in Southwest Florida though as they were in Orlando. Oh, okay. That beautiful tinker. <laughs> that's a uh, beautiful tinker field. This is uh, spring training number forty six for me. Forty six. Uh, Derek Wetmore. And I have claimed a championship over Sid. I think we figured it out uh, last year, Derek, Dustin Morris and I, that he'd been to 44. Okay. But just to make sure it wasn't 45, I can now claim a uh, victory. The <laughs> uh, first one was 74, and I missed in 90 because uh, the, the uh, Clems basketball yep. team, I was going to go here the week after the Sweet 16, and uh, Clemson basketball team won the Sweet 16 and went to the Final Four or, or the week. Anyway, I was supposed to be down here for a week or ten days. And Clemson, instead, I got to uh, to uh, cover Clemson's run to the Final Four that never happened, but it was enjoyable, and I, I enjoyed it greatly. And, uh, but otherwise, you've done them all. Yes, and in 95, I made up for missing 90 by going twice was here for the replacement players yeah. and then they, which was uh, which was uh, worth a chuckle I'll tell you that and then they shut her down and uh, they brought us all back uh, for uh, the that quick little two week uh, spring training before they started the se- the 144 game season which by the way was just perfect 144 huh <laughs> 144 is okay. when they cuz they came back uh, you know they started the season 3 weeks late and they actually jammed in 144 but 144 would be a nice uh, number, especially if this moron commissioner is really set on adding more teams to the playoffs. So, so we are taping this in the morning of Monday here in Fort Myers. Um, it'll run on the radio after Mackie and Judd with Rami, of course, if you're listening to it that way. That's why we're referencing things that have not yet happened. In First the day of full workouts. And, it's a big day. Uh, yes. You know, they're and, doing uh, the live BP again on the first day. That's, good. Uh, that was we, a new thing we, in Morocco uh, last year. We like that because uh, we don't see much live BP. But uh, uh, BP has, you know, Phil Roof's wandering around here. And yep. Phil, this is Phil's 60th spring training. I was going to say, he's probably got and you. And the last 10 years have been, you know, kind of special Special coach who gets to come to spring training. He's got a place down here, and uh, he lives in Paducah still, Kentucky. Okay. But but he used to throw the sweetest batting practice because he, you know, he did what they wanted. He threw strikes right between the belt and the and the letters. Mm-hmm. Now they want you to hit pitches that you might see, so it's they don't throw it. They don't throw it a hundred percent, but they throw it. Close to you know they they as you know they set up the, the machines are set up yeah. faster and the old loll it in there and let Fred Lynn and Jim Rice hit as many home runs as they want at Fenway and BP those days are over. So. <laughs> I've talked to some coaches who think about the the sort of challenging at the edge of your ability as a yes, way to try to yes, get better. Right, right, yeah. That's 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 uh, that's a very. Int- hey, I'm. Uh, I'm not all in on everything, but I am all in 
on preparation and uh, involvement that they have with their players. Yeah. That, that they, 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 if they see something in you that they feel that they're not trying to get you to do five great things, sure. five tools, but they're trying to get you to, you know, do specific things that can help a team. It's kind of like the, the bench guys in a, in a, on an NBA team who sure. have You're the certain roles and, guy. and, and they yeah. have, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the old days of, okay, now we're going to have 20 minutes of pitchers picking guys off first yeah. base and all <laughs> yeah. that. I mean, it's, it's a, it's an interesting concept. Honest to God, back in the days at uh, Orlando in the early years when they had, they had a field and a half, they had one field and they could only take BP on one of the fields, the main field. And then they had another one and they'd get, Fewer players than now, but it would take three hours to have batting practice. Mm, wow! For everybody to get their swings, you yeah. Know? So they just you'd have, you know, even even with guys like Tom Kelly who uh-huh. were dedicated to getting the thing moving in early BP before they started playing games, you couldn't get done in wow. less than two and a half, three hours. And guys would just, just standing be around, standing around in yeah. the heat, swatting love bugs. It's uh, <laughs> you know a lot of it uh, drives you crazy, but. Uh, uh, it's uh, the, the preparation, the involvement that we're going to make this guy better or we've gotten to a point where we can't make him better and he's not good enough. He's out. Yeah, and then he's out. But they're going to – Yeah. They, uh, you know, the idea of whining you didn't get a chance is, uh, you know, the thing used to be, well, they sent me to spring training and they only gave me eight at-bats and how was I supposed to impress them? Well, uh-huh. well you were supposed to impress them. <laughs> doing, <laughs> doing all that other stuff. That's right. You know? That's right. So, anyway. Um, we are going to make – a bunch of observations from Twins Camp. We've I've been here a week. Pat, you've been here longer than that. Our tans are comparable, but yes, uh, we are. But we otherwise, are. <laughs> very very different time elapsed. But I do want to start because Rob Manfred spoke. He addressed the media yesterday I as think recorded he did this. It, and then he did a long interview with uh, Verducci too, right? Um, so, yeah, the day before or something. Is like. that it? Uh, I saw Carl, Carl Ravitch had an interview no, maybe with he did the ESPN the too. Yeah. I know he did Verducci. Okay, too. so so anyways, he's making the rounds and Pat, I I got to say this is the biggest uh, scandal in the sport in my lifetime. Where are you at with uh, how the commissioner is handling this? I don't think it's the biggest scandal, but it certainly is with public perception, and so I guess that makes it the biggest scandal. Sure. I mean, I was around for the cocaine scandal when they had cocaine's in the club, cocaine in the clubhouse, and everybody had to sign in, and the and the cocaine dealer was uh, Curtis Strong from Pittsburgh, and when I they, when they started making us sign in. I used to sign Curtis Strong and get, get into the clubhouse. We were, we were, but, but I mean, we had, we had Keith Hernandez, you know, basically busted for being a cocaine addict. And when he came back to the Mets, he got a standing ovation. But because of the media frenzy and, and the immediacy of finding out about this, rather than the steroid thing, which we found out about over a long period of time, you yes. know, and with various various yep. scandals here. We kind of, by the time biogenesis came along, we were kind of steroided <laughs> out. Yeah, we so, were over it. Yes. But uh, it is astounding. I was going to tell you, so the bride and I went to an Italian restaurant down in North Naples that I heard was really good. And, uh, yeah, wasn't that good. But uh, <laughs> but it's a really nice restaurant and could have been the Sunday night cook. Who knows? But okay. uh, anyway, 
we're in this room. We were we're in the, sitting at a table in the bar, uh, and there's down a couple of tables from us is uh, you know three people, and then on the up on the TV is ESPN doing their Astros thing. What was it? it was look? Excuse me. Looked like it was an hour long yeah. version of whatever outside the lines is now, right? And there was a guy down there pontificating about. Just going on and on about the the Astros cheating and uh, you know they did this and they did that and uh, and and basically buying hook line and sinker that any hit they got was illegitimate you know and then and 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 that kind of because this was like a they didn't even look like baseball fans you know they looked like a, a two guys and a gal in their sixties and uh, looked like they were they weren't. You know, there was no evidence they were baseball fans, but the guy was going on and on and on. But then up on the screen, ESPN is redoing virtually every hit the Astros got off the Dodgers that okay. year. And, okay, some of them you say, you know, you you got pounded around and you was unhappy. and But a couple of them were cookies. I mean, a couple of them were like they're showing a, a mediocre fastball on the inner half. That was hit for a home run, and as somehow the Astros were able to guess that you was going to throw him a cookie, and you know it, he would have gotten away with that cookie yeah. if they didn't know it was coming. Yeah. The, the whole idea, and that's what the Astros have to go through now, is every hit they got was none of them were earned. Ill gotten, in, in the, yeah, uh, home runs. Even if you know Mike Balsinger is suing them, he stinks. He pitches, He faces four guys. He walks three of them, and now he wants to sue them because they uh, ruined his career. I, I'm not a big Astros defender, but I am not as crazed about it as everybody else. That's, yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I think that they're going to have to wrestle against this. Like, I, I don't feel bad for them that they have to now go through this tour of no, and especially I, how I they've handled start, it, Pat. I think, yeah, but they haven't handled it well. But now I think they're. Starting to handle it well by saying bleep you, <laughs> and they're going to be the bad guys. They're going to be uh, they are the villains. They're going to be Mad Dog and Butcher Vachon. Yeah, you know, taking on Vern Gagne and some good guy. You know, it's uh, they are going to be the villains, and uh, I think the only thing I can do to embrace it. Now I've tried to. Aaron Gleeman's down here, and he's got yes. a bit of a national audience, and we didn't know each other that well because this is the first time I've seen him at the ballpark, but. Uh, We've we've been BSing, and I'm trying to get him on board on the Ricey Astros embracing bad guys campaign, which is we go back to the Colt 45s, their original nickname. <laughs> okay, that's their original nickname. Yeah, so they sure. moved into the Astrodome. Yeah, I think five years, and or four at least five, four or five years, and it's a Colt 45 revolver, and the original one you could see the smoke. Coming out of the gun when okay. it came around and it made the form the C. You know? All right. And later on, they kind of took the smoke out of it and it it became more. It was a non-firing weapon. Decorative. Is that what no, they're trying no, to no. say? No, they made it more decorative. But okay. they always had the old gun that Randolph Scott killed the bad guys in and in all the cowboy movies. Okay. And and so I'm thinking, go back to it. You know, they, oh, they, they they didn't change because of the, you know, the Washington bullets had to change because of the gun violence and all that. But but I'm I'm saying, let's go back. If I'm them, Crane, I go back to Colt 45s, 
And as I said, if they want to, if the baseball wants to interfere with me, I'll get the NRA on them. And who wants Jeez. the NRA on them? Anyway, I was going to say that's I my theory. Colt forty fives. Let's go back. What the hell? I was going to say, Pat. I don't know how this is going to play in two thousand twenty America. No, but I don't you, think it'll play well. But you're already the bad guys. Plus, you know how many millions. Everybody who Donald Trump's going to get what fifty million votes? I don't know how many to get. Fifty, sixty million votes. Everybody's going to buy a hat. They're all going to be on the on the Astro side, on the Colt forty five side. So anyway, I'm I'm thinking you got the smoking gun. Okay, you you said you said we were caught with the smoking gun. Well, we got a smoking gun. Here's a smoking gun for you. You know what else Holy we found God. out that uh, that that we became aware of again uh, when Crane tried to speak the other day. Oh, Crane. You know, he's got, Tried one, to, he's being got the one of the great board. golf courses in the world, the Floridian, which he owns right up there near their well, – the one reason they put their training camp up there is it's right near his golf course, okay. the Floridian. And he's not really a baseball guy. He's a golf guy. But, he, sure. you know, okay, the Astros need an owner. And, uh, you know, he'll, and he did baseball the favor of also changing leagues so Bud could keep the Brewers in – he wanted to stay in the National League with the Brewers when they were going to go 15-15. But billionaires, now some of the self-made guys who who had to promote themselves in their bid, like Bill Gates and those guys, they're glib, right? But And there's great speakers. But for the most part, the behind-the-scenes billionaires aren't used to answering questions. Mm, yes. Carl right. Polan, all-time worst. Jim Polan. Runner-up, uh, Ziggy, awful. Yeah, uh, Jim Crane, awful. Billionaires are not used to answering questions. They are used to. They aren't used to people bursting in their office and saying, "Why did you do this?" They are used to you coming in their office so they can say, "Why did you do this?" Yeah. Billionaires are not good at answering questions. Carl Polad was horrible, and uh, I would. Uh, I would uh, say that uh, they should have just not had. They should have Jim release a statement, yeah. and they well, would have been all better off. And it's almost like to, it's to the point now, Pat, where just me pouring on the criticism pile is is almost not worth it. But it's just no. it but, was but, but what, so poorly run and so I know, poorly but what, executed. What do we want now? What do we want now? Be, I mean, Manfred's not taking the title away because, you know, we haven't gone back and taken steroid titles away. And he's not punishing the players, he's apparently. because that was his deal. With In fact, he's Clark. defending the players. Yeah. And uh, what, whatever. You know, th- those aren't happening. But what do we want? Under those circumstances, what do we want out of the Astros that we will consider, for want of a better word, appropriate? Yeah, I I think the fact if that if everybody does what Marwin did and then gets on with their lives, is that good enough, or do we want greater uh, confessionals? Well, the thing that I've seen a lot of uh, current and former big leaguers come out with on at least on social media and saying is some kind of punishment. The fact that they got off scot free is is surprising, and then. I think the reason that the angst and the ire has been dialed up to such a high degree is it just appears that they don't don't care that they cheated. Like, yeah, you, you caught us. Sorry we got well, caught. Well, I mean, did, did Marwin care? He gave you the statement. What else is he going to do? No, I'm saying. I mean, what, what do we want? So I'm not I saying mean, that Altuve Marwin the, the, is the problem here. 
No, but I guess what I'm saying is, okay, if it's Manford's decision not to punish the players. Then I don't know how the then, players can then, get out then, of it. Then, then what do you want? Over, what, under. What, what do we want? I know the public wants them to take away the World Series. and uh, I don't think everybody and, wants that. And do that. all this crap. But what? What now that? Now that they've sat at press conferences, and we want them to be better at press conferences. Is that what we want? <laughs> we help. want them to be better at press conferences. <laughs> well, Donald Trump solved the press the the press briefing problem by not having them anymore, right? Yeah. Uh, so what uh, should maybe they shouldn't? You know, they they shouldn't have let Crane get there. But but I don't know what we want. To be done now. Would this change for you, Pat? I, I think that part of it is the, yes, they cheated and weren't punished, so that's problematic. The players. Che- yep, the players. Because the team's going to be giving up draft choices. Sure. And, uh, you know. Sure. You know, and, and moved on from a bright manager who might work in baseball again, might not. By the way, he knew everything. Okay, of course. AJ knew everything. AJ's looked like he was a confessional guy, but yeah, AJ Hitch. Uh, you know, I was talking to some guys who know him well. He's involved in every minute thing that was going on as a manager. That's one of the reasons they hired him. Yes, and every analytical thing. So anyway, certainly they've lied to some degree, but. That's what Americans do sure. when they're caught. They lie. Sure. Yes. You know? Okay, so the fact that they did it, have basically been busted for it and not punished the players I'm talking, that is a sticking point with a lot of people. The fact that they haven't shown a ton of remorse is a sticking point with still other people. And the third and final thing is I don't think we have confirmation yet that these allegations of uh, of buzzers and electronic devices. I see. Mar- I see. Uh, is it Marley Rivera? Yeah. Did you see they they're sending out this thing now, or they blow it up, and there's a little looks like a little wire. We aren't sure underneath Al Tubi's shirt. Oh. But, oh, I uh, saw a photo there where it looked like it could have been a tattoo because you heard his excuse, right? Carlos yeah. Correa came out and said he didn't oh, want okay. Altuve. Well, didn't I want thought a shirt. it looked like a little wire. Maybe they were showing me it was a bad tattoo. I, I don't could know. Maybe be. Marley's on his side. I but, don't know. But you saw that Correa said. Uh, oh yeah, that was one of. He didn't want his, us to rip his shirt off because show off a bad tattoo. Terrible tattoo, apparently. And uh, at and least, why, yeah. Well, here's here's what. Here's what. Here's where they're really stupid. When they start, when you start, the more of an explanation you have. That's right. It's the more elaborate the expert explanation gets, the more sure we are that you're lying. It's funny. It, it becomes. It becomes. You know. You know. We've all watched enough television dramas. Where the guy's on the stand and he starts explaining too much, and pretty soon he <laughs> talks you know. himself yep. into being guilty. Yep. But uh, in this case, Correa said, "I don't know. He might have wanted to preserve the jersey for, you know, for posterity. You yeah, know, he didn't want to have it ripped." Yep, we were all thinking that as you know? as we hit that magical home run in no, our dreams as a child. He said, "Don't rip it off. I want the jersey to sell it on eBay or some damn thing." Yeah, because Jose Altuve needs some money. Or say, "I have no idea." 
It's like he's like uh, who's the guy? I Adrian Beltre. He doesn't like his jersey ripped off. Adrian doesn't like it touching his yep, head. Yep, you know? that's right. <laughs> don't give us some, you know, yeah, elaborate excuse. My story on that is always remember Susan Smith, the woman who killed her kids down in South Carolina or wherever it was on the beach and. She became this object of national sympathy, and it was a big story. And I don't watch any morning TV, but my wife happened to be up. She was all in on the Susan Smith story and uh, watching it. And so I just got out of the shower, and I sat there and watched it for three minutes. They were interviewing her on one of the morning shows, and I said, she did it. Oh. And because uh, the— the way she was The story was so okay, elaborate. Okay, okay. She did it. My wife said, what is wrong with you? She's the mother, blah, blah, blah. About four days later, she gets charged with mur- double mother with the mm. mother. So I, I think uh, that's that's what Correa did. The, the, don't, don't, don't make up some elaborate, stupid excuse. Pat, elaborate, stupid excuses are always lies. Pat, I know that when you and I sit down on the microphone to talk Twins baseball, it tends to wander. I did not know when we sat down this morning that we were going to wander into a uh, double murder accusation. I just, no. against the mother, <laughs> we, by the way. Uh, but that's always been my example, A, that sure. I break out when I say my Too theory, elaborate. My theory that the more and more elaborate the uh, story becomes the more and more certain we are that somebody's lying. Okay, so how about this one? So, that's why Marwin was perfect. We tried to get him more, to say stuff. Marwin said, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, yeah. I, I basically asked for forgiveness. And then uh, the great part is he was, smart. he was very smart when I think Nightingale asked him, would you have won the World Series without cheating? And Either it popped into his head or he got lucky. But if he had said yes, we would have won it anyway, that would have been the only thing that came out of that press conference. And instead it was, I don't know, that's, you can't, you know, I can't remember, but he said basically you can't. He was coached. You, you can't say that, but. He was coached. But that, that that question was coming. Well, yeah, we all saw him on the phone for two different stretches of about mm-hmm. 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't, blame. thank no, God. you should you be know, coached. Don't walk in there and right. get a hit in the head. Hey, Astros, are you listening? Yeah. You should be coached before you go do something like that. Anyhow. How about I, this one? Uh, but the ship is, uh, it's going to be a while before the ship sails, yeah. that's for sure. Okay, so I got a couple of things for you. They, the other part that's offensive to me is that Rob Manfred is warning, look, I'm not a beanball guy. Even in this case, I won't go there. There are some people who aren't typically beanball guys who will go there for this one? Our colleague well, no, you gotta, Phil Mackey is an example of that. You cannot uh, do that. So you, you, you man, I'm all in on Man Manfred warning everybody. Yeah. So Manfred said, "Don't plunk Astros. It's uh, you know, it's dangerous. It's safety hazard." I looked this up, Pat. Of the past ten years, go 2010 to 2019, team seasons, the club leader for hit by pitches was the 2018 Rays, who got plunked 101 times. Over under on Astros hitters being plunked one oh one. What do you got? I don't think it'll be outrageous. It'll you don't be, think so? Okay. It'll be all right. It'll be uh, you know. It'll be the if they get hit, it'll be like. Listen, I've covered baseball since seventy four, and I have seen five thousand players come in and out of camp who are marginal talents, like Mike Bolsinger, who will embrace. Any excuse handed to them for their failure. I didn't get a chance. 
Uh, they didn't. They only let me pitch seven innings in spring training. Uh, I had a lousy pitching coach. Hear that five times manager. a spring. Yeah. I had a lousy manager. You don't hear as much as you used to. No, that's because, right. But players are guarded. But, you know, back then it was the difference between abject poverty and uh, you know and and making it. But uh, you know what I'm saying is this is this is one of the great excuses ever. Now you Darvish can go back to that game he got pounded in, and say, yeah, well the, the guy who hit the three run homer and should have never known that pitch was coming, even though it was a cookie sitting right inside where. It, Brian Dozier would have hit it 900 feet, but uh, anyway, I guess I guess what I'm saying is that having players come out and whine now, if, when they're good players and like Bellinger and those guys, it, you can take it. When the marginal guys like Balsinger start sure. saying they that, sure. that it costs them their careers, I hear you. It drives me crazy. I hear you. I got another over under for you, and then we got to get. I don't a break. know. I'll say. Yeah, I'll say that uh, the ejections are going to. Here's what's going to be proud. Both teams are going to be warned, like before the before first the pitch, game. Yeah. and then some <laughs> yeah. pitcher is going to try to pitch inside, and they they got to get these umpires yes. under control. You know? Yes, I got to think the umpires though are anti Astros, so I yep. think they'll uh, I think they'll let it run ride a little bit. So Phil said uh, Phil Mackey put on Twitter that he wants the first opponent to hit all nine Astros hitters just to send a message: give up six runs, I don't care. But you're not going to get a chance to hit the third guy. You'll go one, two, and you're no, gone. No, I, I think that players will. Uh, I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of it. Okay. I really don't. So I'm taking the over on 101, but uh, I, I can see what you're saying, that it's mm-hmm. not going to be 200. Yeah, well, okay, we can do that. And then the first time uh, first time somebody gets hit in the cheekbone and yeah, I don't and want his, that. And his career's over. And then we'll say, oh, baseball, they're so, they're yeah. such a bunch of idiots. Yeah. They let them get away with this. They should have protected the Astros. So How about this for Whatever the narrative is that's anti-baseball, it will uh, carry the day. Yes, it will look for a reason to hate this fine mm-hmm. sport. Uh, May 1st, as an over-under, for the first 24-hour news cycle, and let's just pick a prominent network, let's say MLB Network, the first time that the Astros, specifically the cheating scandal, is not mentioned. Do you think that's before or after May 1st this year? Well, MLB Network likely to uh, not be mentioned because they, they will like to get rid of it. But uh, They've been all he, over it. Yes, well, yeah. They, 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 you know, they, 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 as, as the hometown networks, they're fairly reputable. Yeah. You know, as the home right, right, right. businessmen. Now, Owned by the league. Well, yes. I, I don't know. I said that uh, I looked up and the, they aren't at uh, – they don't play at our place till July 31st. That's right. And I, I, I suggested that uh, I still have hopes that I can be the first columnist to greet them with a column that includes no righteous indignation. <laughs> this is going to be the easiest column in the world to go out on a Friday. That way you don't have to wait till the game's over. You can just write, be righteously indignant and get, pack up the bag and leave in the fourth <laughs> inning. So uh, yeah. I don't know. I just uh, – it's something, you know, I I live a – I live a simple life. It's based on bleep happens, you know. It happens. <laughs> yes. you, you know, you're you, born. You, you take your shots. You get on. Right now, some bleep right happens. now, I'm more worried about seven teams in each league in the playoffs than I am the Astros. Yeah, yeah. This okay, guy, we got to get rid of this. Guy. I'm hoping this costs Manfred his job, so then he so can't do this <laughs> other stupid stuff. <laughs> All right. In, the, in fact, the other day we had a story about a meteor is going to hit Earth. I saw that, and I said on Twitter, I said, if this 
If this prevents more teams in the baseball playoffs, <laughs> I'm for it. I'm be, for it. You're the first person. I know you're a contrarian, Pat, but you're the first person if to come up pro asteroid. If it costs 100 asteroid. million people, <laughs> oh, it'd be worth it. As Unreal. Long, you know, I don't want to land in Woodbury and kill my grandkids. But of course beyond not. Beyond that, the hell with it. Or southwest Florida, because your condo's down here. <laughs> yeah, it's got to move. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'm willing to, <laughs> I'm willing to be hit. By an asteroid, asteroid or whatever the hell they call them, to save baseball from <laughs> oh. this nonsense. Wow, that's very, that's so generous of you. I am. It's a, it's a, it's a certainly a hot, <laughs> it's a hot take stance. There's no doubt about it. Wow, uh, we got to hit a break. We'll uh, talk some Twins and camp. I got some pitchers' thoughts for you, Pat, and I followed Josh Donaldson around for his full day of workouts yesterday as we record this. Very good. This is the Score North Twin Show, Roycey on Baseball, back right after this. Planning to buy a new boat this year? Glenn Perkins here from my friends at Nelson Marine. The Nelson Marine difference is about customer service and a knowledgeable team of sales and service pros. Two large showrooms filled with an impressive inventory of the best brands in the business. London Crestliner Fishing Boats, South Bay Pontoons, powered by Yamaha, Suzuki, Mercury, and Evinrude. Nelson Marine has been creating happy customers for 75 years. Visit their showroom on Highway 61 in White Bear Lake online at nelsonmarine.biz. Welcome back, Score North Twin Show. This is Patrick Roycey on baseball. I'm Derek Wetmore sitting next to Patrick Roycey in the Fort Myers press box. And, Pat, looks like we're about to watch a little infield drills. We have a uh, baseball team on the field here. They'll be spread out about, what, three fields uh, total? And yep. uh, I don't know if Tom Kelly hitting ground balls is open, but it is nice to see infield because we rarely get to uh, see it anymore. You know what? I Let me tell you this, though. I... I just overheard this today and i wasn't exactly sure but but what i'm talking about with these guys being incredibly proactive and and there was a little of this uh, previously because my i think molly gave it get some of this too but i saw west johnson sitting down with barrios this morning right just over there and then elvis was sitting there as an interpreter even though he's not really needed but sure. just to make sure and Wes Johnson was basically telling him how he was going to pitch this season. You know, that this is the plan. Hmm. And it was, you know, and I'm not, I'm just getting bits and pieces. But you pitch day one. Okay, you, he's game one, obviously. And did they tell us that yet? By I haven't the way? heard. But nope. that'll be. I've asked Rocco every day. He'll, he'll pitch the opener. Phil Miller but, asked Rocco on day one, and Rocco yeah, wasn't too pleased. Yeah. <laughs> it was but, pretty funny. But basically, but I heard him. Okay, if if you're pitching, you know, we'll throw on the second day bullpen, and then blah, blah, and and he he made sure there was no. He made sure Jose basically repeated. Everything he told them. And also, I heard him say, okay, if you get, you know, at the start of the season, we have a tight schedule. So, barring postponements, you'll be pitching every fifth day. You'll be warming up on the, you'll be throwing on the second day, throwing your bullpen. We'll do this. Now, when we get into the uh, season and we got more off days later on, like in May, then you will pitch We'll have a five-man rotation, and you will pitch, like, get the extra day off, and then you'll do your throwing on this day. Anyway, 
it was uh, astounding to me that on the first day of full workouts, he basically was giving him, yeah. barring postponements, a schedule of how the season was going to be approached. And I think the main message was, when we can give you an extra day, we're going to, because you do you do have that Johan Santana frame, you know. That, yeah. It, and uh, and you know if we can, and he said, the fact that we're doing this is for you not to that's right not to limit you it is to it is for you so you get 31 starts instead of 33 or 30 but they have to make them up in october they have to make sure that he realizes that they're not trying to keep his numbers down so they don't have to pay him as much money you know i mean basically he's got to get it they got to get it through his head that this is, as you say, this is being done for you. Yep. This is not being done for us to have you pitch fewer innings. The best know? thing that could happen to the Twins is their young players and the guys that are aging into their mid-20s become wildly rich, whether it's on their <laughs> yes. dime or someone else's. Yes, It is uh, the quintessential like team best result to have these guys all become superstars. Byron Buxton gets wildly wealthy someday if it's here or if it's somewhere else it means these three years that are upcoming pat have been great yes. for buxton and for the twins and i really do think that uh, you go back to 07 and the twins did not have the year they wanted and they downsized it to who they trade and uh, was that tory uh no no but that was when tory just Johan walked, both I mean. walked yep but in august they they remember they downsized. They traded the second baseman. Who were the, the Orlando Hudson? No, 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 no. The guy that they had from uh, the guy Luis from Castillo. The Mar- Luis Castillo. They traded him, and and they still had an outside chance. They were like seven out or something. And Castillo and Hunter and Johan and these guys got upset. But my deal is now when I look at them, if they might not sign all these guys, but but it was a given. That they weren't going to sign so Santana and Hunter, right? And right, I don't think that Steve is in that situation anymore. Well, they've already got I a think, couple of them. I think if they make the oh, okay, here's a, I guess what I'm trying to say: to keep Santana and Huds and Hunter, you would not had to have overpaid. You wouldn't have to have overpaid. You would have had to pay. A, a rate. big rate yeah, for rate. great players, yep. the best pitcher in baseball, and and one of the best outfielders. So, uh, I think they'll pay the going rate for their guys. But if they think that that, I think they'll pay what they think is value. You know, they'll give you what they want. What what? Yes, okay. Tory Hunter, five years, eighty million dollars in two thousand seven. Okay, we'll give you that. There's enough. There's mm-hmm. enough left in you, but they they're you know if they think Eddie Rosario is going to get ninety million and he's only worth sixty, they're going to let him go. It's not going to be because they don't want to pay it. It's going to be because they they are not going to pay more than they think somebody is worth. And part of that is because they believe that the people coming next are going to do well as well. If they didn't think they could replace that production of Eddie Rosario, which, by the way, Pat, I was following uh, Donaldson around yesterday, and he he wound up in a foursome on this far field, mm-hmm. not uh, not Steli Field, not TK, but the one way down, over, there, over yeah. by the minor leagues. Yeah. 
and the foursome was Josh Donaldson, I saw that, Miguel yeah. Sano, Nelson Cruz, and Eddie Rosario. I asked the— How many home runs? <laughs> you know what the round ended with? They still had a few pitches left in the round, but Miguel hit a home run so thunderous that it cleared the fence, cleared the second fence, and hit the house of the fence behind—or the, the oh. house behind the fence— Tommy Watkins was throwing BP, and he just said, "All right, we're done here." <laughs> he picked up now, the balls and walked out. Which not the one facing the high school then? Nope, four. No. Okay, the one over here where okay, you go the, back. And I you didn't watch. even know there was a house back there. Yep. Oh, it's it's about it's got to be forty feet past the fence. And okay. He hit the sort of clay roof, and yeah. it made this boom. Oh, there's nothing more better than than BP when the only thing they have in their minds is to hit it as far as they want to. I always tell the story. Now, this sounds like, okay, different animals, but uh, Sano, when he was in good shape, one, like 16 maybe, was here early, and Kenny Vargas was coming off, you know. And Kenny Vargas, when he got his pitch, was as strong as anybody. Oh, but Absolutely. they were over here on this field here, which I'm pointing to, which does that's got these buildings of these little office buildings. Yeah, the main field, yeah, and they've got these, yeah. and they were clearing roofs yep. and doing it because they got it got it became a contest because they you could, yeah, and they yep. were uh, like jumping and hitting these monstrous home runs. They probably weren't worried about off speed away. No, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Batting practice is old, old yeah. fashioned batting practice where they just throw it in there and yep. say hit it. Well. So I didn't want to get you off your Rosario point. I, I guess I was just no. I, I guess that no. That's not no. I'm just super saying powerful that, guys. I'm just saying that uh, you know. I think that they you know when when they let somebody go, it's because he's going to cost them more than they want than they think he's worth. Yes. Right? Yep. Absolutely. And the same is uh, and and, 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 and part of it would be you know okay it's time for Kirloff to play yeah uh, okay so uh, we're, we're going to let Eddie we're going to trade Eddie or because you know I'm not saying they are but it's you know next year it's going to be time for for a couple of these guys to play yep. Kirloff and maybe Royce Lewis you might see Kirloff before the year's over yep and then they'll make those moves it won't be because they're cheap that's I, right I don't think they're going to be about 140 this year which yep. is going to shatter their record and yeah 140 is including Josh Donaldson's huge contract, which, like, mm. I, the thing that I like Now, about, are you in on him? Oh, Are yeah. you in on him still being productive at 38, or is this one of those deals, if we get two great years out of him, yeah. then we got our money's worth? So I think if I was placing a bet, I would say he's more likely than the average human, even the average top-level athlete, to still be good at 37. Mm-hmm. But And the other thing is he can play third for you for two years, and then— if, if Nelly might have one more year after this, but eventually he yeah. DH. Everybody says Snow will move to first. I mean, move to DH, but he might not have to if he stays in this condition. He's, sure. He's a good athlete. Yep. He's got good hands. He just... Pat, he's in the best shape of his life right now. I called it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Miguel Sano is in the best shape of his life. And since uh, since he reported at about two low 250s in 2015 and left at 272 or 3, <laughs> yeah. and then he said, okay, we're going to put him in right field, make yeah. him run more. Ugh. That didn't quite work out. Nope, nope. It wasn't that long of a run. So I anyway, guess, we've right been babbling field. here, but uh, it's, yeah, I got a question for you yeah let's hear it well okay Sergio Romero came in everybody loved him for two months last year he's just a huge big personality and he's been with 10 or 12 clubs right yeah do you think that wears thin he's so amped do you think it wears thin it was fun 
two years ago. I mean, last year, because he's a new guy. Plus, he started getting people out. They like that. And he's a great character. But I'm, I'm, I'm just bringing this up. I have yeah. no idea. But I'm wondering. Well, I have if, a guess. I'm wondering if if it's if it's so nonstop that, so, that that it, it'll drive you that eventually somebody's going to say, "Hey, Sergio, shut up for five minutes." It's the same answer as the leadership question. That if you're hitting a buck fifty, you can't give the rah rah speech. Yes. Now, if he's getting be. guys out in the eighth <laughs> inning of big games, he can be as goofy as he wants to no, be. No, I'm, I'm not talking about speeches. I'm talking about being goofy. I know what you Constantly mean. Constantly goofy. Yep. And uh, and you're right. That's probably it. The one guy that I'm really fascinated to see, and, and I don't think we'll have the answer right now, but Josh Donaldson is such an all-the-time go, 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 mm-hmm. in-your-face in a good way. Well, tell me about your day of following him. Is sure. He, but is he loud or is he just determined and and uh, he's frenetic he, he's going here there and everywhere but yeah. he's not screaming at people so i joined him out in the backfield that we were talking about down closer to the minor league complex and it was just a loud round of batting practice and i don't mean loud as in talking i mean loud sounds off yeah. the bat yeah josh donaldson nelson cruz miguel sano and eddie rosario uh, that group's going to hit some homers this year but after they were done so it was kind of you know do your own thing we're four professional hitters. We know what we're doing. If somebody asked him a question, he'd answer it. But then they took infield. And uh, Donaldson was taking ground balls at third base with Travis Blankenhorn, who's yeah. a Twins prospect. Royce Lewis was at shortstop. They put Eddie at second base, I think, just to have a body Old there. Old time. Yeah. Just, Old time. It didn't hey, look... Eddie can st- I saw Eddie in the fall league as a second yeah. baseman. He wasn't bad. Yeah. Well, they got one of those. So yeah. I don't know that yeah. they need it this but, year. But, hey, if you, the bench gets thin, he can go over there and there play. There you go. And Nelson Miguel Cruz was first, okay. Miguel was at first, and Nelson Cruz also had a first baseman's mm-hmm. mitt on. Yeah. So read into that whatever you want to. But I was so this is what I was so impressed with. One day after I saw him, Josh standing in the batting cages underneath the stadium, talking with minor leaguers about here's how I think about my swing. Here's what's different from what I was taught my whole life so growing he up. Kind of- just conducted a little seminar. Yeah, in did, fact, did I, somebody asked him for it. I or talked he to gave a, that to him. He he gave it. I think volunteered this information. Well, and that's great. I talked to a couple of prospects that had heard they were doing their own round of hitting on the other mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. Had heard that Josh Donaldson was holding court and rushed over there okay. to go to go okay. hear from it. In the field, he's talking about attacking ground balls with Travis Blankenhorn, and this is why I charge these plays. And well, that's it was know, that's great. Exactly what you want. And yeah. then, even better than that, I'm I'm gushing a little bit, but I just came away so impressed by his his energy and his apparent obsession with helping anyone who will listen. Wow. Was really cool. After what was the, the well, during BP, what was the Cruz Donaldson dynamic? And he just. Just pretty quiet. These are just, two. These are two big dogs. Yeah, yeah, these are two big dogs who know how to hit bombas, and mm-hmm. they, you know, they're chit chatting or mm-hmm. talking. Hey, what kind of bat do you use? But yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't yeah. Yeah. the theory of hitting or anything. Although I'm sure those guys could do it. Um, after the ground ball session, this is like your workout day could be done. It's absolutely. He could just hey, this is the first day. Take it light. Did everything that was on the schedule. But instead, he asked Royce to stay afterwards. Uh, he had been watching him during these ground balls, taking infield, and, and he said, you know, if you want to talk, they spent the next 10, 15 minutes talking infield defense and how you get better as a minor leaguer and mm-hmm. all this stuff in extra time. Without anybody saying, hey, 
Donaldson go over there and talk to No, I mean, there was a coach there, but it wasn't an asked thing. It was him taking Royce by the scruff and saying, hey, can I talk to you about this? And, of course, Mm -hmm. Royce being the kind of guy he is, he was 100% there for, yeah, I'd love to hear this. And they talked for 15 minutes. That's terrific. Um, So I just came away after one day of following so impressed with how much he wanted to impart that wisdom on other people. Well, too. to me, uh, his day is probably more important working on the legs and the core before he gets out there because that's the the, the big thing with him is keeping you know not yeah. having one of those injuries right that costs him half. The, I mean, and and that's to me that's the only downside of this is if he you know what two years ago he played. 50 games yeah. or something. Yeah. But uh, that's he, why he got a one year deal. And, last he, year. and it's not because he uh, doesn't work at all of that stuff. I mean, he's, a, but he's more squat than I thought. He's only about six yeah. foot at most. Yeah, I was going to look it but up. But his, uh, his arms and back are frightening. <laughs> he's a strong guy. I'll tell you guy. what, if, if we get into, if, if the Twins feel the need to hit an Astro because uh, they scored 40 runs against them a couple of years ago in a three game series. They'd do okay in a bench-clearing brawl, these yeah. guys. If, I don't know if Nelly'd probably be the last game. Nelly doesn't want to ruin his career. But uh, yeah. you get the big man charging out there from first, and yep. you get Donaldson charging out there. and you Michael get, Pineda slinking uh, in. Michael, Who wants to fight him? Pineda will have to be dressed in his civvies up in the, clothes. In, the, in, the, in the clubhouse, but he yeah. can come down. That's and, right. He looks a little better. Uh, okay. He's That's huge. Opinion. No, I don't think he's as big. I, I think he's, you know, last year by the time he got popped, which was probably, you know, whatever he was, why he was taking it. Yeah. yeah. But he was enormous and yeah. he's going to be enormous, but I don't think he's, mm. I don't think he jiggles as much when he walks as he did last year. Okay. Now, and I'm not going to go up and ask him. <laughs> <laughs> he menaces me. Yeah. He seems to be a nice guy. He's not a menacing guy. guy. He's a great talk. guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he looks I'm it. told by people who covered him a lot in the past, he's nice enough guy, not a brain surgeon. Probably you know, not. Not a not a you know, one of you know, not a not a didn't spend a lot of time in school, obviously. As, sure, sure. You know, I mean the, I think the I think in the Dominican compulsory is fifth grade or something. Okay. So but he's hey. They have made it is funny to see Pineda and Rich Hill in there as the extra guy. That's right. Should we read anything into Randy Dobnik pitching game one against the Gophers, which he, by the way, said, I finally get to pitch in Division One. Yeah, but, first D1 uh, game of his a, life. He's a beauty, but yeah. I think they're going to give him a shot to be the fifth starter. Yeah, and Devin Smelter's, year, he, Smelter, yeah, yeah. Smelter's in that mix because he's going to start the game in Bradenton. So mm-hmm. their starting rotation that we know so far is – Dobnik against the Gophers. It's an exhibition yeah. game here in Fort Myers. Smeltzer on the road to Bradenton because that's a bus trip. Jose Barrios, the first home game here officially of Grapefruit League play. And then Kenta Maeda gets the second one. Okay, uh, That's all only four uh, we know so far. Saturday and Saturday. Is, is Maeda pitching here in Boston? Or, I can't I don't know. So it's against pitching. the Red Sox, but I don't remember if it's in I Hammond it's, or at JetBlue. I think it might be in Boston. I'm okay. not sure. But anyway. Well, they're about it six is one thing apart. about the Astros. <laughs> the Red Sox chaos has been lost, forgotten, yeah, right? That's accurate. I mean, right? Six. It's. I still say it's four and a half miles. Everybody keeps writing six. Well, okay. But, uh, but I'm not going to walk it. But 
I think the Red Sox are very happy that uh, sure. they're, they're still waiting for the results of their investigation. Manfred said during his press scrum that the results will be out by the end of the week, he thinks. But okay. then I saw this weird thing, Pat, that just doesn't sit well with me, and it's more like – I had this fear or suspicion, and so so confirmation bias is playing in here. But I saw a tweet from Evan Drellich, who helped with Ken Rosenthal break this story wide open, and he said that Manfred would not comment on if there were any other open investigations around Major League Baseball. Mm. Do you think that this is contained to the Astros and to the Red Sox? Oh, it's contained until the next guy breaks the next story that the— See, I'm surprised the Dodgers are now kind of shooting off their mouth, the players, because I, I, the the, the higher up, I see Roberts told everybody to shut up, uh, finally. Okay. But uh, uh, I, I, you know, who knows? There's they they don't want to investigate. Okay. Sure. Just like they didn't want to find out how many guys were using cocaine in the early '80s, <laughs> but it was most of them. Sure. <laughs> you okay. Know, you know. Including yeah. our guy Molly, who admitted it, but uh, but uh, you know, it's I don't know. I'm not a Manfred guy. I just yeah. I, I just I I think this whole fiasco could cost him his job. But I'd be all in favor of that. Sure. Yeah. But, I'm. I'm just. I keep going back and forth because if I'm the owners, who do I want in charge oh, yeah, with well, this labor yeah, here's, war? Here's up. my problem. That, oh, there's labor war. That's that nonsense too. It's not going to be a. They're going to play. They're okay. Gonna, after the contracts they gave out this year, I'll save play. the tape. They're going to. Well, they're going to. They're. You know, there might be some threats, but they're going to end up probably getting one less year in free agency. It, okay. That'll, that'll solve it. Sure. You know. And, uh, I, you know, it's it's not. You know, the Judd, our guy Judd thinks they're not going to play for two years. He's ridiculous. <laughs> this is Tony Clark. This isn't Marvin Miller. This isn't the smartest guy that ever negotiated in the history of man. Sure. You know, I, I don't know. What are the players mad at now? Because the whole Lance Lynn not getting a deal, that, that whole that whole thing didn't cost anybody their job this year. No, who's had to wait for a contract now? Your guy. Brian Dozier's still out yeah, there, but, but I know. But it's, he's out yeah, there yeah, because yeah. he was a third-string second baseman by the playoffs. Played bad, yeah. I, I love him, but, I know. but he doesn't deserve a contract. No no negotiations is going to change the fact that these guys are more interested in having a 23-year-old athlete on their roster than a 34-year-old guy with his past. They, sure. You know, in the analytic age, we know that 28 is – is it, you know, 24 to 28 or 9, and then you're not as good. So, hey, it's reality. It's the NFL. It's the NFL running back. Yeah. Right? Right. You know, tough. You know, Dalvin Cook, God, we loved you. See you later. You're not getting your money. So I, I, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. I'm curious to see the rest of Twins camp, but we are coming up on the end of the show here, Pat. Uh, Go Colt 45s! I want a hat! <laughs> You'll be the first in line. That's right. He's Patrick Royce. I'm Derek Wetmore. This has been a Score North Twins show. Royce on baseball. Talk to you next week. 
Planning for a secure future requires sound investment advice. That's why I rely on my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, for guidance in planning and maintaining a long-term financial strategy. This is Ricey, and I've known Josh for many years. I trust Josh and recommend him because he listens and delivers the kind of service that you'll need to feel confident about your financial future. I encourage you to get to know him the same way I did many years ago. Call Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608 and set up your 48-minute no-obligation consultation. Call 952-925-5608. You'll always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Call Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.